speaker. Hello there. What's up? My name is Nate, and you're listening to Life Tips Podcast. Welcome. Relationship improvement with advice and tips for becoming a better you. On this show, each episode is unique to what you're going through, and it doesn't matter your youth or gender. Everyone can benefit. You see, the reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So if you want to make changes in your life, then follow along. And I can help you master yesterday's mistakes to create a better tomorrow. Let's get started. Hey, you. Yeah, you. Are you new to life tips? Well, then. Welcome aboard. Do me a favor and hit that follow button, subscribe button, however it's worded, and follow the show so that you'll be notified every time there's a new episode. You'll join the numerous amounts of people who download the show each day and add it to their everyday lives. Now, if you're a current or faithful listener of the show who has been with us since day one, welcome back. I hope to continue leading you in the right direction, and I hope that you continue to enjoy the show as per usual. Thank you so much. This has been Nate, the host of Life Tips Podcast, just greeting you, and yeah. All right then, let's get started. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Podcast. I'm your host, Nate, and I am an inspirational speaker. Really quickly, before we start the show, 
I just wanted you to know that your support means everything, not just monetarily, but also your words. So here's what I want you to do for me. I want you to go on to Apple, find Life Tips Podcast, and write a review. And also leave a five-star rating. Because you know I'm trying to get up there with the top dogs in the Apple podcast world. Same thing with Spotify and Google. Go look us up on those platforms too. Blow us up and let people know how important listening to Life Tips podcast means to you. That way, the higher up we go, the more downloads we'll get from the virtual community. So yeah, y'all, that's all I wanted to say. Let's get into the episode. You know what's crazy about podcasting? You can have an entire episode done and ready to go. And in mere minutes, hours, or in this case, an entire day, something happens that ultimately changes the trajectory of the recording and takes you to a place where you have no choice but to sit back and re-record And dump the entire podcast episode that you had put together painstakingly just to talk about a deeper subject with a deeper meaning and ultimately just pour your heart out. That's what I'm going to do in this podcast episode today. We're going to talk about rejection and how it, metaphorically speaking, essentially is murder. Now, I'm not going to go back too, too far in time because I don't think those timelines particularly matter. What I'm going to start off by saying, first and foremost, is that rejection has a timeline. And in this context, there's a rejection timeline A, B, and C. 
so far. Rejection timeline A is the beginning. When you first start talking to girls, talking to young ladies as a little kid, going into your teenage years. Rejection timeline B is when you are in the college years and you're surrounded by women left and right on whatever college campus you chose. <clears throat> Rejection timeline C is the period between the end of college and your early 30s. So most young people, most, graduate with their bachelor's degrees between the ages of, hold on, let me get this right. So you are typically 17, 18, but let's just use 18, for example, when you graduate high school, for the most part. College lasts four years, for the most part. So that's 19, 20, 21, 22. So essentially, by the time you turn 22 or 23, depending upon when your birthday falls, you're finishing school and going into the real world. Some people who need an extra year, which I know three people who needed extra years, they ended up graduating a year later. So let's say you do need that extra year. Excuse me. That puts you at age 23 graduating. Not bad. So essentially, whether it's age 22 or age 23, you're going into the starting point of your life with your college degree and your full-time job in tow. And so you're coming out of rejection stage B and going into rejection stage C. Now this is assuming that you either have stayed single with zero relationship experience, or you've had relationship experience that didn't last. I'm in camp B and camp C. I've had relationship experience that didn't last, and I'm also past my college years and going into my early 30s, granted, next year in 2024 but this year in 2023 is the last year of my 20s <clears throat> so i'm essentially getting ready to go into my early 30s 
within the next year. Instead of finishing school with a degree, I didn't finish school with any degree. I went straight into the insurance world and learned about true networking. I was responsible for getting people's private information, not just phone numbers and emails. We're talking social security numbers. We're talking bank cards. That type of serious collection of people's information and data for the purposes of putting an insurance quote together is key in order to do your job well, but it also teaches you how to truly connect with people. And that's the biggest thing I learned in the insurance world was how to connect with people properly. And yes, the insurance world, even though it was business, helped me translate over to how I connected with women. All of a sudden, it wasn't just, here's my Instagram. I was bold enough to actually ask for numbers. And then conversely, when you ask for someone's phone number for the purposes of getting an insurance quote together for them, you have to follow up with them days later to make sure that they still want your services. Translate that over into the real world, you follow up a few days later to see what's up, to say, hey, et cetera, et cetera, here's the catch. In the business world, nine times out of 10, they will not save your phone number until they become a part of what you're trying to do. So in the insurance world, if we successfully quote and sell a customer and put them through and they're accepted by the company, at that point, we tell the customer, save my number, save the office number, save the emails, et cetera, et cetera, so that you know that if we ever contact you, this is who it is, it's not a random, and you can be secure knowing that it's us because robocalls happen all the time. But translate this into the real world, unless it's business, there is no saving numbers in the real world. People are just so conditioned to not save numbers. 
How do I know? My supervisor at work, we had a little social moment last week. He showed me a picture on his phone that he got from a young woman. But right after he showed me the picture, his messages popped up, all of them. And I could see just from as far away as I was standing, there were a few people in his phone with names, but the rest of his message threads were just numbers, literally numbers. Slightly surprising to see that from a guy. But to see that from a young woman is something that I'm not brand new to anymore. In other words, I'm hip. I know that 90... I'll say 95% of young women do not save phone numbers when they first meet a guy. So, I say all this to say that in the context of what we're talking about, Rejection equals murder. Last week, I was murdered. I met someone, went through the whole shebang. No date, no call, no scheduling, nothing. That's just one of, oh, Lord, let me try to remember. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven, eight, seven to eight-ish young women that I've recently met since November 2022. November 2022 was six months ago. So in six months, I meet eight people And the result is the same. Why is this important? I'll tell you in the next segment.
Projection equals murder. Now I'm going to focus on seven of the eight because the eighth person actually came through in a way that was pleasant. And that's actually the way you're supposed to do it when it comes to telling the truth. What you're supposed to do is sit down and discuss what's going on. That's what you're supposed to do. That type of rejection doesn't equal murder. It equals peace. Because the other person is saying that they want you to be a part of their life, but they don't want to grow with you the way that you're supposed to grow with someone. When you're trying to form a real connection. So that's the way you should do it. Because it's peaceful. It doesn't hurt nearly as much. And you can breathe a sigh of relief. But the other way that it's done is not the real way that it's supposed to be done, which equals the murder aspect. What is murder? That's a good question. According to Google, murder is the unlawful premeditated killing of one human being by another. Of course, we're not talking about real murder. But we're using murder as a metaphor, or using murder as a metaphor to explain to you the psychological and human aspects of what happens when someone deems you unworthy. It feels just like being murdered.
The other ways are simply just like what happened last week. What happened last week has literally happened with every other person. Six, five, four, three, two, and one. Ever since November 2022, the same manner of rejection, which is metaphoric murder, has happened. Bang, 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 bang. Seven shots. Zero communication. Zero callbacks. Texts back. And this is while respecting life that needs to happen, respecting work schedules that need to happen, and respecting time. I'm fully aware that the time frame that I get off of work is not the time frame that most other people get off work. See, when you work in the school system, the typical time frame for getting off of work is around either 2.30 or 3 o'clock p.m. Most teachers are done working around that time. But because they're teachers, they can't leave the building until at least 5 or 6 p.m. because of the extra work needed to put into teaching students. But best believe, a teacher's workday typically is over by 2.30 or 3 o'clock p.m. most days, regardless of your time zone that you're in, at least here in the U.S. So if you're interested in someone, the most available time frame you're going to get, should they be a teacher, is between 2.30 and 6. After that, then they're usually available. Usually. But if you're like me and you're not a teacher and you just work in a specific area of the school system, but you still work for the school system, 
you still benefit from getting off at the early time frame. And so with my permanent work schedule being what it is, I'm off work at least three to four hours before 99.9% of the rest of the population is, including my own age group. So I'm well aware of when I get off of work versus when other people get off work and the time frames of which you can make contact. And also I'm well aware that I have a unique way of connecting with people that's not like anybody else on this planet. It's rooted in kindness and in authentic, genuine care. But seeing as what happened last week, connecting with someone, and then not hearing from them for an entire week. Seeing as that has happened seven other times before in the last six months since November, what's happening is a consistent stream of rejection a consistent stream of murder. Never mind that this has happened recently. But now let's bring into the equation that the last time this happened to the fullest extent of feeling was 2019 before COVID hit. You see, before COVID hit, I went out on a date and it only lasted for a few hours because once lunchtime came, I was left in DC and I didn't get a chance to say anything after those text messages came in. Blocked from everything. Left in D.C. A year later, 
I meet my ex. And at the same time, a young woman from Nigeria who had a dude at the time but didn't tell me. And I was able to figure it out. And then Amber comes along. To my shock. She actually said yes. So for two good years, but technically one of real dating, I didn't have to deal with rejection or murder. But once that ended a year ago, I was thrust into a brand new world post-COVID, post-being at home, And the only contact we have with the human world is through our devices. Thrust into a brand new world where now all you have are your coworkers whom you can't date. Because history has shown and learning from other people's mistakes has shown that when you date at your job, inevitably you will break up and then you will have to see that person every day until you or they move on from the job. So here we are, a full year later, and all I'm left with is coworkers. Hmm. So what does it look like when you murder your future? We're going to take a look at that after the commercial break. This episode of Life Tips Podcast is sponsored by Hey 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 
Life Tips Podcast. And this is our sponsor. Yo, uh, we got Spotify, Spot Spotify for podcasters. Let me tell you about it. Spotify for podcasters is the new podcast service from Spotify. It's totally free. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It allows you to create your podcast using various tools and your distribution is on Spotify. Spotify first and then they will distribute your podcast to different platforms for you. It's literally the all-in-one place to make a podcast. And then... There's video podcasts. So Spotify for podcasts has a video feature as well. It is not just audio. So if you want to get started with Spotify for podcasters, then all you have to do is go to dot podcasters.spotify.com to get started on making your very own show. I can't wait to see what you come up with. Spot, spot, Spotify. Spotify for podcasters. Spot, spot, Spotify. Spotify for podcasters. Hey, y'all, real quick. I need your help. So, um... Listener support is now active for Life Tips Podcast. So if you love this podcast, please, please, please give to support future episodes of the show. No amount is too great or too small. It would really mean a lot to me if you all would help support the podcast and get this show where it needs to be moving forward so again if you're really just into this show and you look forward to episodes every single week drop something in the support channel drop something in the support button you can click on it really means a lot to me and it'll go towards future episodes 
being produced. Alright, cool. Back to the show. family it's your hostess with the mostest the goat from over at powerfully black and excellent the podcast that seeks to make your skin folk your kin folk all across the nation baby now look if you're looking for a platform that highlights black entrepreneurs and business professionals we got your back if you're looking for a podcast that's gonna light that fire up underneath you to start that business that you keep putting on the back burner we got your back and if you're just looking to hear from some amazing black entrepreneurs and business professionals who are currently on the journey to making themselves and their brands successful we got your back so come check us out on anchor fm and almost all streaming platforms using the name powerfully comma black and excellent without the e we drop new episodes every sunday at 12 p.m eastern standard time so if you're not listening to us what are you doing What if you're murdering your future by constantly swiping left? Obviously, today, this podcast episode is full of metaphors. But one such thing is not a metaphor. Swiping left. What is, swi- what is swiping left? It's, the, it's a thing from Tinder, basically. When you, Well, not just Tinder, but Facebook dating and some other spots. Basically, when you swipe left on someone, you're basically rejecting them. But you're not really rejecting them because you're not in front of them. They can't see you. All you see is a picture. But swiping left, basically, is when you don't want to get to know someone in online dating. You just swipe left, and there's somebody to replace them in seconds. Swiping left a lot is when you repeat the same process with most guys. See, while I'm a firm believer in... the whole God has someone for you bit. I firmly believe that. But I also believe that while God knows who your person is going to be, he's not going to be lazy and hand it to you because God is not a God of laziness. Write that down. That's life tip number one. Life tip number one is that God is not going to hand you a relationship. 
just like everything else, you have to work for it. See, it was different in Bible times when Isaac wanted Rebecca. He made a deal with, I think it was Lemuel, to work for him in order to get to Rebecca. And so he did that. But see, what Isaac didn't know is that he would be working for Lemuel, I think it was Lemuel, for years before even getting to touch Rebecca. In other words, he had to do the same thing over and over and over and over again to achieve the ultimate goal. And his goal was Rebecca. And also, Isaac was a Christ follower. What does this mean? It means if you want a relationship, you're going to have to work for it. It's not just going to happen. Sure, meeting the person happens. But after that, you have to go through a process. Why do you think that so many people are engaged right now? It's because of life tip number two. Follow the process. That's why so many people are engaged right now. Or married. Two couples just got married recently. One couple got married in March. The other couple got married yesterday. What did I do? I called the groom and wished him a happy marriage. I congratulated him on getting married and wished him the best and said, when you come back, let's get together. Because I know him personally, but I don't know his significant other. That's the same thing that happened last year in September when I went to my bro CJ's wedding. I knew him, but I didn't know his significant other. I met his significant other, got to know his significant other, and when she became his wife, I realized she was meant for him. And in the case of the last two people that just got married, I knew the grooms. There's another wedding 
literally happening later this week, right before Mother's Day. If that couple and I never cut ties, what would have happened would be that I didn't get an invite to the wedding, but the groom still would have been the person I contacted to say congratulations. But we did cut ties. I cut ties with both the groom and the bride. And their little crew. Because of the toxicity. And also because of a lot of things that the bride told me that happened over the sorry, course of I knowing, excuse me, sorry, Siri. The, the bride told me some things over the course of knowing her as to her reasoning for not giving me an invite to their wedding. But even still, the fact that this is the third couple about to tie the knot and become official after years of being together lets you know something. Life tip number two regarding the process it's real and it's being followed. in present day. Same thing with my best friend and my cousin. My best friend successfully dated her fiance from across the world, mind you, for over two years and sometime later this year or next year they will get married. My cousin, I actually watched his entire proposal video on his mom's phone. They were together for oh, Good Lord, I've known my cousin since birth, basically. But he met his significant other I want to say during his junior or senior year of college. And then successfully dated her from miles away. Until recently when she moved to be closer to him. And then just last year, before 2023 hit, on 
New Year's Eve of all days, they got engaged. And so at this moment, I know the projected timeline for their wedding day in 2024. Does that mean anything? As of right now, no. Because of the process. See, the process doesn't end when you are chosen by someone. The process gets greater and greater. Why? Because after you get engaged, it takes at least six months to a year to plan the wedding. That's common knowledge. Who plans the wedding? The woman, typically, for the most part. And in my understanding of wedding culture, the invite list is not put together until the final few months. How do I know that? Because, CJ, when I got invited to my dude's wedding, we got the invitation all the way back in June. This was several months after they got engaged. Then they got engaged around Valentine's Day, if I'm not mistaken. So that's February, March, April, May, June. So four months, roughly, until the invites were sent out. But even leading up to the actual wedding day, invites were up and down. And my bro fought his hardest for me to be there and kept my invitation even after I had to cut my ex from the invitation list. So naturally, in the case of my cousin getting engaged, New Year's Eve, literally right before the year started, I highly doubt that the invite list will get put together until at least a year later. So it was December 2022 when they got engaged. I don't anticipate the guest list being put together until December 2023. What? No, I'm dead serious. Because there's a lot that goes into planning a wedding. And the main people that have to be there are family. Immediate family. Those are the main people that need to be there. Everybody else that's not immediate family or extras, and they may or may not get invited. You can only hope and pray. And so, what this has to do with rejection equaling murder is that these couples that I just mentioned, all of them 
chose to give life to each other rather than say no and reject all the way back in the beginning. Starting with the foundation. Starting with the foundation. And it didn't fail them. So yes, take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Take the shackles off of my dead love life so I can be free so I can dance so I can be loved again. Because the truth is, I'm tired of being killed. I don't say this to everyone. I only say this to people that are impactful and that means something to me those that mean something to me get more than just congratulations so when i went to my bro's wedding back in september of last year and before that another brother who got married in 2019 of all years i went to his wedding And then, after that, the next friend wedding was my bro, CJ. I don't count the two weddings that I went to in September 2019 and then in March 2020 because those were family weddings. You had to go to those. But the first wedding that I went to for a friend was in August 19, 2019, not the 19th, but in August of 2019. I just didn't say the 20 part. August 2019. You know, the next wedding that I went to was CJ. That was last year, 2022. So that means I didn't get invited to my next wedding for three years. Now it's 2023, and I've missed two weddings. First couple didn't have enough room on their guest list. The second couple, you already know, we had a falling out. I fell out with the groom and the bride, so there goes that. And I was never really even close to my guy who got married yesterday. 
and the pictures came out. I just knew him. I didn't really know him, so there's no real reason for me to get invited to his wedding when I didn't really know him. The people that were there actually knew him beyond just, oh, we go to church together. So I won't count that. But three weddings did take place in the first couple months of 2023. And now, unless some miracle happens, there's only two more people left. Two. Confirmed weddings. There are a few people that I'm aware of that are in the process of getting to that point of engagement, but I'm not at liberty to address their engagements as it has taken place because it hasn't. But what I can say is that whenever God gives the green light to the dudes, two dudes that I'm thinking of, whenever God gives them the green light to propose to their significant others, guess who's going to be there? Me. Because I took the time to invest in these dudes' lives as a brother. And they did the same with me. So when God says it's time, it's going to be a private proposal, both of them, I'm going to be there to watch them get down on one knee and ask for their respective ladies' hands in marriage. Life from just one moment in time that they were not rejected. I could have had that. That could have been me. But the one person that didn't reject me, who didn't murder me, gave up. One year in, she gave up. And so I had to start over again. But starting over again restarted the hamster wheel of rejection and constant murder. And now here we are. 2023 stable job stable job stable money a plan for the future great personality God-fearing, and all of that fun stuff, 
along with car keys that I'm jingling. And yet everything in the future is bright. Except for this. Because of constant rejection. Constant murder. No hope. Life tip number three is basically just this. The way you process rejection is really what will cause you to murder your future or give it life. There's one way to murder your future, and that's by rejecting people left and right, if you're a, a woman. But if you're a dude, and you're not in that position where you're rejecting girls who are interested in you, but rather you're the one being rejected, then how you respond to said rejection is what will ultimately cause you to murder your future or give it life. I choose to respond to rejection this way because I'm not the only one that experiences it. There's somebody out there who also experiences rejection and they need to know that you're not alone. You're not the only one hurting. I know what it's like to have been rejected and continue to be rejected. And I also know what it is like to be loved and to have someone say yes and choose you. So I've been on both sides of the equation. The real question that you have to ask yourself this the real question that you have to ask yourself is this, excuse me. Am I strong enough to keep going? If the answer to that question is yes, then here's what's going to happen. When you eventually meet her, she will be amazed that you didn't Kill yourself. 
and shut yourself off from feeling, from relating, from connecting with people. Because if you did, you never would have met her. You never would have met the person that would have said yes. And not only said yes, but kept going with you into the future. That's why you can't give up. Because if you give up when times get tough, you'll never know what it's like to truly experience success in the game of love and life in the game of love beyond rejection and murder. Wait, wait, social media. Wait, wait, social media. Don't go, don't go. Gotta give you our social media. to follow life tips podcast on the internet there are several ways you can do this the first is on facebook the second is on twitter and the third is on instagram so on all three of these platforms search at life tips podcast if you'd like to follow me Follow me on Instagram at Nate underscore the underscore speaker and at Spoken Life Tips. And on Facebook at Spoken Life Tips. So that is basically where you can find the show on social media and where you can find me on social media. Twitter at off underscore gen underscore person that's at a-u-t-h underscore g-e-n underscore person and that's about it so uh those are the social media accounts that you can follow the show on and follow me on and so i look forward to connecting with you on the internet and uh yeah